everybody. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. We are the 3%. I'm Dr. Tasani Watson. I'm Dr. Rochelle Sharkey. Dr. Cortez Lewis. I'm Dr. Adesola Fidei. And we are the 3%. You land on episode number three. If you like the content that you've seen so far in episode one and two, please like and subscribe below to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram so that you are the first to know whenever we post new videos and launch new content. So today we're going to be talking about some of the new requirements or a lack of requirements to get into optometry school. We're specifically focusing on the OAT. So some of the schools now are, like we said before, accepting other exams. Um, besides the OAT, and some are saying the OAT is no longer required. So the big question here is, should it be required? So I'm going to hand this over to Dr. Sharkey, and she's going to get us start off in this conversation. So, you know, going back to our last episode, we kind of ended talking about how the test scoring with Blacks um, are usually lower when it comes to scoring on standardized tests. And, you know, not to discredit how we test and all that but it's not necessarily saying that we are less qualified or anything like that but a lot of times you have to look at the resources that are available when it comes to what we are being offered whether it be test prep i know me myself i didn't have as much of prep i also um was working two jobs like i said so when you look at certain things like that you have a student that may be coming from more adversities, more challenges that may present them with more obstacles when they are trying to, you know, to take these standardized tests. Um, you know, it's not to say that also a student that scores lower on these tests will do poorly when it comes to being in these graduate programs. So again, you know, when schools are looking at these numbers, they shouldn't necessarily just be looking at the GPA, they shouldn't just be looking at how high, if it's a 350, you know, look over the entire um, body of what this student is bringing because in school they may have done really well, but they just had a bad, um, you know, there has to be some changes, I would say, when it comes to stuff like this because, you know, that is a big thing of why there's the, the admission process is a little lower when it comes to admitting minorities into these programs. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that every school ha in their admissions board needs to have some kind of diverse diversity, inclusion and equity task, for task force that is um, designated solely for acquiring and recruiting African American students. If we have, if we're, if we make up 13% of the US population, then we should at least have close to 13% of, of representation in our optometry schools, right? So, you know, I think that that's, you know, gravely important, uh, you know, moving forward. I mean, I think you guys make a really good point. I do, but I kind of do disagree. I think that the OAT is still a really valid um, measuring point as well as just any standardized testing into grad school. So yeah, it's true, African-Americans do perform lower on standardized testing, but does that mean that there should be a lower threshold for us entering graduate school? 
no, I do think everyone should be held kind of at the same standard. We are gonna pass the same exams in school. We are taking on the same amount of debt to go into these schools. We're taking on the same amount of financial burden to take these exams. If you're gonna take the exam, I feel like you should be adequately prepared to take the exam, do well, and then succeed in school. Um, I don't think it's fair that if, yeah, okay, admissions boards, but okay, they're African-American, so they have more hardships. Okay, facts, that's true for some, not true for all, but true for some, they have more hardships, okay. So they have lower test scores, lower GPA, okay, we're gonna let them in, give them a chance. Some may succeed, however, some may still struggle a lot, and the fact that they were not given the adequate tools to prepare for the OAT or prepare to get better GPA in school is gonna show up in optometry school, and optometry school isn't somewhere where you can afford, literally afford financially, to not do well. If you do not do well, you you flunk out, you may not pass, and now you're burdened with all of this debt. And that's debt that you still have to pay back. You're not an optometrist, you're not making a doctor's salary, who knows what job you're gonna do. So I do feel like schools should recruit minorities, and I think it's great that they're trying to figure out ways to do so, but I don't think lowering the requirements or lowering the threshold for entry is the best way to do it. I think a better way to do it would be to provide preparatory courses for students who are from disadvantaged backgrounds and who may have struggled with having a good GPA or struggled with taking OAT. Provide those Kaplan courses for them, provide them with summer programs, provide them with other ways to ensure that they will be successful once they enter the program, not just to recruit them and then not continue to help them become successful once they're in there. So the optometry school, like I said, it's hard it's not easy and if you already have difficulties passing the exams just to get into the school and get accepted you're going to have a lot of troubles passing exams that are required to pass to progress to the next year repeating years isn't always even an option you might just get kicked out and then what are you going to do so i think that's something you really need to think about and schools need to think about before they talk about lowering requirements for acceptance and removing um, entrance exams like the OAT. That's just my opinion. Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point because had, had I had some, some kind of help at that time, I think I would have had a better experience mm -hmm. because my experience, as I told you in the last time, wasn't the best. I took it one time and I never wanted to take it again. I was obviously inadequately prepared for, for the exam. Um, but I had no resources really other than the old Kaplan book that I was given for free. Because at the time I didn't, I couldn't afford to do a Kaplan course. I couldn't afford to do, um, I mean, to buy a whole new Kaplan set or do any OAT destroyers or do any, any other, any other resources. I didn't have the ability to get that. So had there been a, you know, um, an opportunity for me to get those resources, I think I would have had a better experience taking the exam, thus would have allowed me to get a better score. Uh, but then, although although I agree with, with that uh, perspective, I'm also a living testimony of, hey, listen, if you really looked at me, I'm not really the, I'm not like the traditional uh, student that would be accepted um, into optometry school, right? So I was the guy who really didn't do well, right? So in reality, you know, an optometry school would be taking a chance on somebody like me, and I would be betting on myself, so although I do agree that, you know, we should never, we shouldn't lower the integrity of the profession by saying we don't need an OAT or some standardized testing, you do. And we do need the, um, the resources, absolutely. But, it, but I do think you do need to take into account a case-by-case -case situation because like I said, 
in, in reality, what you want as an optometrist or as a doctor, period, is you want well-roundedness. And one particular score, one particular grade does not determine or dictate that. So that, you know, that's just how I feel about the situation, just going through it myself, having that experience, but then also going through school, being the guy who really didn't have the prototypical um, grade point averages or anything like that, but going through the whole optometry program, not failing one single thing ever. So, I mean, I, I mean, what do you say about that, right? So I don't know. You know, but it's definitely an interesting discussion. Yeah, I mean, I think you make a great point, and you are a living testimony, but I also just think about the people who didn't make it, right? So the ones who, like, were accepted and may not have had the best grades, and then, and then what? So it's like, I think you should really provide those extra testing materials for better mm -hmm. preparation. What do you think, Dr. Lewis? So I'm going to go ahead and hop in there. So I'm all about the totality of the student, of the applicant trying to get into optometry school. I do agree that we should keep the standard the same. Uh, OAT is required. I like that other schools are accepting the GRE and the MCAT, but I do want the OAT to stay in place. When I say totality of a person, last episode I mentioned where I had a 2.71 GPA. I had a 280 as a score. But if we dial it back a little bit and look at, okay, what's, the, what's, what's part of this person? What else is he doing? What does he have going on? So back in the day, I was working two part-time jobs, doing 15 hours to 20 hours at Office Depot. I was working at uh, Macro Air Force Base at the Optical Center. I was uh, heavily involved in track and field, cross country. So during that time, we would have to get up at 5.30 a.m., practice until about 8 o'clock. I would run to the cab, try to grab breakfast, and then try to run to my 8 o'clock class. Being that we had two a days, 3 o'clock comes, it's time to come back to track practice. Get another two hours of practice in, we out by five o'clock, I'm running to the cafeteria to grab dinner just to run to my six o'clock class. And in between that, you gotta think about traveling for meets. You're in the state, you're traveling to other states. So all this while you're picking up a course load, trying to pass and maintain, you have to look at the total person. And that's what matters. It's almost like if you just look at test score, standardized tests, it's kind of like zooming in on a zit and judging the entire person's beauty based on that blemish on their face. You have to zoom out and look at the total body. What is the beauty of this person? And it's almost the same as if you talk about, you can't see the forest for the tree. If you're just focused on those two scores, GPA and OAT score, you can't even step back and see that how. This person has a lot to offer. They have passion, they've been through a lot. Where have they come from to get to this point? So for me, I think that me being an example, I was provided opportunities to really say like, okay, without all these extracurricular things that I had in my past, if this student just sits down in this chair and puts in the work and studies, can he make it through this program? And you have to be able to see that from the interview process, what's the low? How did this person get here and where are they trying to go? And I think the OIT is great, all these standardized tests are great, but look at who's sitting in your chair at that particular moment. So I agree. I think you make a really good point. Um, I do think you should look at the totality as a person, and I do think admissions offices sh should really look at that. But I don't think that the idea of just removing it, that test is a good idea, which I think that's something we all do yeah. come to a consensus on, which I think is pretty good. And I guess the next question is, so we talked about the entry requirements in our last episode. Not all the schools require the OAT. Some do accept other tests. So I guess my first question is, if you had taken another entrance exam, like the GRE or an MCAT, and you got a good score, would you take the OAT again? 
My answer is yes, I still would, since that's a pretty new requirement. I mean, I understand they say they're going to accept these other scores. However, if I had a good score on the OAT, or no, if I didn't take the OAT and had a good score on the GRE, and I'm up against a student who had a really good score on the OAT and our portfolios are the same, I don't know, like, would the admissions team take the one who took the OAT and did well, or would they take me? Like, in my mind, I don't know, so I wouldn't take that risk, so I would just go ahead and take the test. What do you guys think? I think for me, I wasn't trying to take the MCAT, so I can't really, you know, relay as far as that aspect of it. But, yeah, I mean, definitely, I think the OAT is, is still something we should really rely heavily on. I mean, not necessarily saying it's the only thing we're relying on, but, you know, when it comes to choosing a school that may not be requiring that, I look at it the same way as schools that at the time were not accredited me it's kind of one of those things like eh, do I want to take this risk on this school when I don't know um their process of are they going to do well you know again you look back at stuff like boards and how they pass boards all that kind of weighed in with me with how I chose you know how I chose a school so you know if I saw you know something like that it may make me kind of skeptical on the whole process because it may seem like applicants may not be as qualified as some other schools that do require these type of, um, you know, criteria for, for admission. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I'm going to answer that question, I'm going to say that, you know, um, if the school accepts me and they're accredited, I'm going. If I don't have any other options, I'm going. The only drawback to that is that other schools are looking at you as being not competitive oh that school just lets anybody in all oh, that you don't really want that on your back when you're looking at a total of all these schools across the country that actually require you to take some sort of test to get in and you accept it to a school that's not requiring that it kind of it may not come across as well but like i say when it's talking about the future my future what am i going to be years and years from now if that's my only opportunity i'm taking it yeah, so I think, you know, for me, um, as far as taking OAT, I mean, in regards to having other exams to get in, I will not take OAT. If I could take the GRE to get in, I'm going to take the GRE to get in, right? Because I'm, I'm just such a – because now that I'm, I'm after the fact and I'm already in OD, what I went through in school showed me so much. So now I realize – I don't, there is not one grade or score that can determine anything for me. The, 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 the only score that matters and the only exam that matters is your national board exam. And it's either a pass or a fail. It, there's not a number that I need to determine or dictate how good I'm going to be at any particular thing I put my mind to. The, right? For me, what I, the, the reason, because why I did so well when I got to optometry school wasn't because I did well on the OAT. Go back and look at my stuff. I didn't do well on the OAT, but I excelled when I was in optometry school. And like I said, I didn't fail one single thing for five years. Not one thing. But the studies would have suggested he might not do that well. Well, see, that's the difference. I, 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 I base it off of four main things for me personally. Hunger. How hungry are you? How much do you want it? Two, how much confidence do you have in yourself? 
right? Like you gotta, you you gotta believe in yourself. Like nobody can tell you about you other than you. It's that simple, right? How well-rounded are you? How well-rounded are you? How driven? How determined are you? These things, these are the things that 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 matter to me. That that's what I'm basing this off. So when we think about this whole topic, for me, like I said, we you know I don't want anything to dilute our profession or our entryway into into the profession. But optometry schools are losing out on quality tip-top candidates just because they're looking at a particular number. And you got some guy who is probably a beast or some young lady who is probably a beast, but she doesn't have the same resources and she didn't grow up the same way and she didn't get the opportunity. And maybe all she can afford is the GRE. And she might kill that and she may do X, whatever it is. My biggest thing is we need to look at these things at a case-by-case -case basis because you can't tell somebody how much they want something. And if you give them that opportunity, which I believe optometry schools should start, should start to implement, giving other opportunities to minorities and specifically black people, I think if you give them that opportunity, I'm pretty sure if we do some digging and some investigation, on the, and the totality of, of, of a candidate, just like what Ted said, um, I, I don't think that, that they'll ever be disappointed. I.e., look at me. But with that, that's a great conversation, guys. It was. Thank you. And I hope you guys learned a lot. And just like to just put out disclaimer, we're not telling you what to do or what not to do. Make sure you send out your optometry school applications. You do what is best for you and your personal application portfolio, okay? Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you guys in our next episode. Bye. Peace. Peace.